0: Uh, good morning, Bill. Uh, didn't expect okay. to be leased off here. Um, but I just, I guess, wanted to ask this question. Um, with Brian Hoyer, when you see that he got a new contract with the Colts, uh, it looks like there was probably some competition for his services. Was there any, um, ability to be able to trade Brian Hoyer instead of releasing him, uh, the other day? Um, yeah. I- I think there's a lot of of things involved with that situation. So, um, you know, probably a longer and more, um, a longer conversation. Um, so we, we did what we did. We'll, we'll stand by that. Okay. Uh, and then I'm just, I'm writing a story about just kind of the Patriots and the Steelers this week, you know, the two franchises with the six Super Bowl wins. Um, you know, two kind of cornerstone franchises. Now, is there anything special for you about playing the Steelers or about this this rivalry right now? Um, probably. I mean, you, you probably will capture it and have will capture it and have captured it. So for me, it's really about this game and what our opportunity is in the 2019 season. We have a long way to go. Have a ton of respect for the Steelers, uh, for Coach Tomlin and his staff, their players, the way they compete. Um, we've got a lot of very competitive games with this organization through the years, and um, it's always tough. We know it'll be tough on Sunday night, so just try to focus on that. And I'll leave the historical analysis to to you. When I, I know in the past you've talked about the continuity they've had, especially on defense. When, it, when it's a week one game, do you still kind of expect that continuity? Well, they have a, a pretty um, broad system, so they're able to do a lot of different things. They don't do them all every week, they pick out the ones that they feel like match up best against their opponents and go from there. Um, you know, they played us a little bit differently last year, so we know they're capable of. I'm adjusting what they do to, to fit the needs that they uh, perceive that they need to address. So we'll start somewhere, um, but I think there's a good chance we'll have to make adjustments on Sunday night. It's the way it normally is on opening day anyway, so but that's the way we'll That's all it. I got. Thanks, Bill.
1: Uh, next question, Evan Lazar, followed by Rich Garvin. Hey, Coach, I was talking to uh, Chase
0: Winovich about kind of striking a balance between being aggressive but also staying within the structure of the defense. Uh, Is there a similar kind of striking a balance for coaches to let guys play fast but also have everybody doing their job and playing their assignment? Uh, Right, I think that's, that's exactly what it is. Um, You want to be as aggressive as you can, but you have to take care of your assignments and handle the responsibilities that are um, incumbent on you to perform. Otherwise, the concept of the defense and the integrity of the defense breaks down. So, yeah, it's definitely a combination of both.
1: How have you seen Chase just in the... Short time that he's been here, kind of. I mean, he's a very instinctual player, obviously, so to be able to strike that balance between those two things.
0: Yeah, he's worked hard at it. Um, different than what he did in college, but um, he's worked hard at it. He's made a lot of improvement. I think his understanding is better than, um, you know, certainly what it was when we got him. What it was at the end of the spring. Um, you know, he really gets better every day. So. You know he'll keep working at it and he'll keep improving. We'll see how it all comes together. Thanks, Mitch. You're welcome, Evan.
1: Uh, Rich Garvin, followed by Phil Perry. Hello, Bill,
0: Re- reaching out. Uh, Obi Melafwan, who's been with you for about I guess 10 months now or so with the team. What have you seen from him over the course of that time, and in particular this summer? Um, what stood out to you that allowed him to earn a spot in the initial 53? Well, Obie um, Obi has a lot, of, a lot of skill, and as he's gained more understanding of our defense, he has the physical um, ability to be a versatile player. But last year, that didn't manifest itself because he was, you know, came in during the middle of the season and just didn't have a good, as good a base or background as um, what he really needed to realize that versatility. So I think this year. We're, he's a lot further along there, and is a much more um, has a lot more value to our our team and our defense because of the number of things he can do. Um, he's a smart kid, but also he's a a guy who has a variety of talents that um, you know give him value to our defense and and, and special teams and different areas. Great, thank you. Uh, Yes, you're welcome.
1: So, Phil Perry, followed by Tom Curran.
0: Hey, Bill. uh, You mentioned the other day that uh, because so many receivers have missed so much time leading up to the season here, um, that there are just some moving pieces. And then Tom mentioned on the radio today that, uh, you know, obviously they want to be able to or he wants to be able to anticipate what his receivers are doing snap to snap and that requires time. But I'm I'm wondering and I wanted to ask you, is there anything that you can do from a coaching standpoint or from a play calling standpoint that can maybe help along or, or hasten that ability to anticipate even though there has been a significant amount of time missed for some of those guys this summer? Um, yeah, well I mean I wish there was. I wish we could just you know, wave a <clears throat> wave a wand and all that would happen. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't. I don't really see how that, you know, how, how that would happen. So we'll have to do do whatever everybody, you know, that's been here for a number of weeks has been doing. Go out there and get the reps together, get our timing, and you know, develop that consistency and continuity and confidence on the field. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can, you know, I don't know how to create that by just, like I said, wishing it or talking about it. You know, at some point, you've got to go out there and and be able to execute it. So, you know, we've we've done some of it. We'll do more. We'll continue to do more, and we'll see where we're at. Great. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Uh, Tom Kern, followed by Mike Reese. Hey, Bill, you alluded to it a little
0: bit, I think, earlier, but I just was curious, how
1: much carryover does the Week 15 game have at the beginning of this year, just because it happened so late in the year, or because there's been so many months to passed, does it almost become moot?
0: I don't think it's insignificant, but there are changes, and again, both teams have had a lot of time to – prepare for the game, and also to well, – both teams are different than they were at that point in time, but they've also had a chance to add, subtract, or modify uh, things schematically as they're doing, and both teams have some different players you know that will play – I would anticipate playing significant roles in the game that weren't part of that game. So those things are all different. But Maybe there's, some relevance. There's, a, there's a lot of people that did play in that game that will be playing in this game. So, you know, I do think there's a relevance. I one not want to say zero.
1: Okay, good deal. Thank you. Uh, next question Mike Reese, followed by Doug Kai. All right, thanks. Uh, Bill, um, how did Troy Brown help the coaching staff to this point? And
0: is that um, an arrangement that will continue through the season? um of course troy brings a lot of um brings a lot of experience to uh this team uh based on his you know time here as a player and uh the experience that he had um, you know becoming a, one of the great uh, patriot players of all time uh but that it didn't start that way it was it was a process for him and um and then sustaining it and then you know, moving on and, and adjusting to the life after football. So um, he has a lot of great messages. He has a lot of good experience. He's, um, as he always, Troy's always been, a smart, hardworking guy that uh, puts the team first and will do whatever he can to help. So um, you know, I'm sure going forward, he'll he'll help us in any way he we can. We'll see exactly how that what that amounts to. I'm not sure at this point.
1: Uh, next question, Doug Kine, followed by Max
0: Rudolph. Hi, Bill.
1: Uh, you guys brought back Mary's Thomas yesterday. Uh, were you pleased with the way that whole situation unfolded for you guys and um, you know kind of coming for a day or two there and then bringing him back and can that be a little bit of a nerve-wracking situation before it all you know goes down
0: well the roster management at this point in the season is always has some um, moving parts there are some unknowns um, and each year and, and each situation can be a little bit different, uh, not just based on us, but how other teams react to those, to different personnel situations and so forth. So um, I would say each year it's really the same. You try to do best for your team. Um, there are a lot of things to take into consideration. If there's, they're usually the perfect scenarios usually don't exist or... Um, Or it would be very hard to, for those things to happen. So you make your choices and, and again, do what you think is best for the team and then based on how that goes in the first, um, kind of the first wave of, of the transaction, then you adjust to it and, you know, it's a continuing process throughout the entire year. So where it is today and where it is next week and where it is in, October what the what the team's uh, depth and composition is at the end of the season. I mean there's there's a long way to go and we'll just have to see how it all plays out. I don't think anybody knows the answer to those questions right now, so you know, we're I don't want to say it's day to day, but it's not too much further away than that. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Next question, Max Rulo, followed by uh, Bob Sosie. Hang on one second, Max. Hi, yeah, Bill. Um, so, just wanted to ask about Gunner. We've had a chance to watch him all summer, and I was just wondering when when exactly did you first uh, hear about him, and what did you think when you uh, first got a chance to watch his film, and ultimately decide to bring him aboard?
0: Uh, well a number of um, steps in the process, but, you know, we we saw enough to bring him in for a workout, we brought him in for a workout, um, ended up playing at receiver, um, didn't sign him immediately, eventually put him on in the spring, and, you know, he earned a spot on the roster, so. so... you know, long winding road uh, with some, you know, twists and turns in it. Not unusual for a player like that, but that's that's what it was. So, and we'll see where that road goes. I don't, don't think we're by any means at the end. Uh, so, I think he has a long way to go. Um, he has a, you know, a good opportunity, and we'll see. We'll have to see what happens.
1: What's Gunnar like as a person, just to be around in the locker
0: room? I mean, I'd say for like most most players in, in his situation. He's very competitive. Um, wants to do whatever he can. Is eager to learn. Wants to wants to try to play in the National Football League and. Earn a productive spot on the team, just pretty much like everybody else does. Very
1: good, like thank two you. Two final questions, Bob Sosi followed by Mike Petravia. Go ahead, Bob.
0: All right, thanks, Stacy. Good morning, Bill. Hey, Bob. I want to ask you about uh, one of the, the the performances on Thursday night and its relative importance now going forward uh, to start the season, and that's the performance by. Uh, your kicking operation, Joe, uh, Jake, and Steven. Uh, the first three games of the preseason, there had been three misplacements, uh, but the other night uh, there were five made kicks, you know, from distance uh, as well as uh, you know from, from closer range. How important was the performance of those three, and, and how much have they improved in terms of their chemistry uh, in moving forward? To have a, a new holder uh, in place for Steven? Well, as you know, Bob, that's an operation that involves a lot of you know, precise timing and execution by you know, skilled players. That's that's the primary their primary job and role on the team. So, um, you know, it's always good to see good results. But again, it's a long season. It's a lot of a lot of things will happen along the way. Um, Let's say, generally speaking, the conditions aren't going to get any better than you know what they've been. Uh, so there'll, there'll be plenty of challenges, and uh, certainly the rushes will be more competitive, and uh, so forth. So we'll have to, you know, continue to work in that area. But it's you know it's good to see some positive results. Um, but we have a long way to go and long way to. A lot of opportunity to improve, and, and hopefully we'll take advantage of that and, you know, have a, have an efficient, productive operation there. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: Uh, last question, Ma- Mike Petraglia. Go ahead, Mike. Thanks, Stacey. Uh, Bill, I'm curious, in this first game and the first several weeks of the season, for that matter, uh, how um, anxious are you, if that's the right word, to see how your new group of players, plays together both on offense and uh, defense your new personnel as it were uh, how they uh, mesh together how important is that
0: well it, it, you know this game is just a step in the process um, it's not the it won't be the final analysis but it'll you know be part of a continuing analysis of it so yeah, you know, we only play 16 regular season games, four preseason games. That's all we can count on. So every opportunity, is every game is an opportunity. Every practice is an opportunity. And hopefully we'll be able to take advantage of each of those opportunities, um, not with, not just with the young uh, players or the players that have less experience in our system, but with every player to improve uh, both individually and for the units to improve, you know, collectively with our overall execution so it's you know these are important opportunities for all of us young old experienced, inexperienced whatever category any of us fall into Uh, and you know we all want to take advantage of them do the best we can Um, but there'll, there'll be another game next week and there'll be another game the week after that and you know it's a continuing process that there's a lot of baby steps but in the end you know you can have a a strong product if you just improve and, you know, go through that process every single day. But it's it's a grind. It's a good opportunity. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's a great football team, and, you know, they do a lot of things well. They'll challenge us in a lot of areas. And, you know, hopefully we can, you know, be competitive and, you know, cause them some issues too.
1: Thank you, Bill. Yep, Thank okay, you, welcome. Thank you, Coach. Okay, great. All right. See you. Thank you.